do you feel this way with stuff? I have to ask because I feel a little bit crazy. If I say yes, does that mean I'm crazy too? I mean, we've established we're both crazy, so. That's true. It's kind of a pointless. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. And welcome to Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people talk about imp- Have imperfect conversations. conversations. <laughs> it takes two of us. And barely. <laughs> I, I mean, what I meant to say is two of us can barely get the job done. <laughs> yeah, I say, mo- most of the time we both take a stab at it and uh, both fail. <laughs> yeah, who's to say we even need a tagline? Right? We could just... Well, Come on and say whatever we want, and you would just always be on the edge of your seat wondering what we're going to say. If Perfect Vape is going to sponsor us because it goes so well. (laughs) You know what's funny? (laughs) That we have an inside joke on the podcast now about our hypothetical relationship with Perfect Vape. (laughs) About a sponsor that doesn't exist. And I still haven't even placed my order with them. That's okay. I've done enough for the both of us. What was that? Like two or three episodes ago, I had yeah. stuff in my cart, and the stuff is mm-hmm. still sitting in my cart. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll find it eventually. Uh, anyway, how do you feel having had just released our one hundredth episode last week? Well, it was exciting, and I mean, even though it wasn't my hundredth, it still it was super fun. It was our hundredth. Yeah, <laughs> and. Hello, Hello, helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) We're both just like so paranoid Uh, now. I know. And we're—I'm picturing us just like deer in the headlights, but like with our ears. Yeah, both just got like. "Uh." (laughs) I'm a little slap happy tonight. That's awesome. Uh, My my little sister came over with no warning. Well, no, she called it to see what was going on, and I told her I was recording in a couple hours, and she was like, "Can I just come over?" And we just like hung out for a couple hours and talked, and she brought her kitten. She got a little black kitten, and so uh, little Fang, my cat, who Mm -hmm. is also black, he was playing with her on our pitch black rug. Uh-huh. And you can barely see them. It was so cute. I need to do that because Meatball has the biggest, roundest eyes I've ever seen. So if he was on just like an all black blanket or something, it would just be like two circles. Like just yeah, following you around. I've seen so pictures adorable. and I concur that that would be quite the sight to see. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I feel great about that episode. I'm feeling very emotional. So right now when we're recording, it's Thursday and it came out two days ago, three days ago. Three, Monday, right? Monday, yeah. I'm like counting on my fingers, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> I know, the sun's starting to go down so early now, and it's not even daylight savings yet. Oh, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's still fresh. We're still kind of rolling in the love. Yeah, so I'm still like really excited about it and being like, oh my god, that was so cool. But then I'm also like, oh crap. It's like when you're like, I gotta go back to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm doing today. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's a labor of love, but we do it for you all because we love you. And that was yes. very redundant. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of love here. So much that we love to say love. Yeah. You love. Love, love, love. <laughs> With that said, it was it was an important episode, and so I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to get it just right. 
And so, I don't know, I felt a little stressed out sending it out into the world. Oh, I think it was great. And you had surprises for me. Like, I didn't know how um, how you were going to cut together the whole intro. Oh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> you don't think I overdid it? I loved it. And I know, like, about halfway through, that's, like, the only thing I could think. Because I was like, I really hope that she has the one where we both just, <laughs> like... 100% failed trying to say the tagline. Oh, yeah. That, that one's my absolute favorite. I know. Yeah. If you're a new listener, on the 100th episode that we just put out, I, I put a mashup of various versions of my intro from episode one to episode 100, and it was really fun. Yeah. Or if you're a new listener, then don't go back and just start. The past is dead. Start at 101. Yeah. Oh, I love that, actually. I, I hope you didn't mean that as a jive, because like I actually no, love no, it. No. <laughs> Pickles and vodka, 2.0. Come and Asha. The second generation. Second generation. Now we sound like a video game. Or Degrassi High. I don't so know now, what that is. It was, I don't know, it was just like this corny Canadian show, I think. It sounds it familiar. I yeah. missed out on a lot of pop culture because I grew up homeschooled. Well, to be fair, it's not something I ever watched. I just kind of like and knew from different people of different ages it existed. <laughs> but, it sounded like a teenage soap. <laughs> so you're on the periphery of pop culture. Exactly. I am on the periphery of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Lauren occasionally has to explain pop culture references to me and it's quite entertaining. Because yeah, I, I know it all exists. So that's like all of the like classic 80s movies that I should have seen because everybody else that was alive when I was yeah, has seen them. I haven't they seen asked those. me and I'm always like oh yeah like I've heard of that but yeah I never saw it <laughs> that's what it feels like it's always my answer exactly try being me <laughs> it's I mean you get it <laughs> um so this episode I really want to talk about perfectionism mm-hmm. because I have been dealing with a lot of my own perfectionism after that episode came out and like just in general mm-hmm. I'm a kind of a perfectionist um but I also wanted to kind of you had mentioned to me that you wanted to do a segment where we talk about where we're at yeah like what I mean tell them tell them what your idea was other than saying where we're at (laughs) okay I mean was there more to it I've forgotten (laughs) should we do it at the very beginning oh yeah no I think that that would be (sighs) ideal I, I keep I'm thinking sorry, that there's there's more I keep thinking there's more to it that I'm not aware of. Well that's just the thing with me. I make everything bear more weight than it has to. <laughs> that's good because then there'll be lots of um lots of times where I'm just totally confused because I feel like that happens to me a lot. I'm just like, huh? I mean it'll make for good sound clips on our two hundredth episode. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All the times Christina confused the crap out of Lauren. <laughs> so Lauren, where where are you at in your mental health right now? What what's your general headspace? You can well, be honest with us. Okay, yeah, that's good because you know it's not super great. A positive, I guess, is that. I have started with a new therapist about a week and a half ago. I just had the second session with her, and the first one seemed fine. You know, it's all that, like, intake stuff, and she didn't seem terrible, and she seemed properly shocked by the fact that I've had therapists ghost me and therapists tell me that they don't think that they can give me what I need and they're firing me. That sounds validating as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Or the most recent one, who never ghosted me but canceled so much, that I figured out uh, midway into 2022 that I had had 22 scheduled appointments with her and she had canceled 12 of those. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's kind of satisfying for some reason that all those numbers. <laughs> twenty-two <laughs> appointments in twenty twenty-two. I did get that when yeah when I said twenty-two in two thousand twenty-two. I was like, is that a little too like? And then twelve. <laughs> I too. planned that, but yeah, then twelve. <laughs> it's all. But anyway, sorry, yeah, could... <laughs> yeah it's all right. <laughs> So so then I had the second session, and maybe it's because it had to be a Zoom session, and particularly I had to do it on my break at work, and I was in my car, and that all felt awkward, but. Mostly, I just felt like I left that one feeling like I couldn't have a good answer for her. You know, I'm, I guess at the top of this, I said, I was like, I don't feel like things are that great. I'm not feeling that positive, and I'm not feeling like I'm really working towards anything positive. And so I felt like she was asking me questions like, well, what goals can we work on? And I was like... Mm. Well, none that I want to, so that's kind of pointless to set a goal you don't want to do. You tell me you're the therapist. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what, I, I don't have a drive. I don't want to work on anything. That's why I'm here. But, yeah, so she didn't, you know, like, say anything towards this, but, you know, me doing a little mind reading, I'm sure. I just oh, left yeah. feeling, yeah, I just left <laughs> feeling like, since I didn't have a good answer, that she was just kind of, like, thinking, like, well, why are you even bothering to do this if you don't want to work on anything? <laughs> why are we both here (laughs) it's so exhausting the way that it's all our responsibility Mm -hmm. like I have a friend who went to the doctor for their asthma this week and the doctor got mad at them for not coming sooner and not saying that the meds weren't working and like and we don't have health insurance mind you this is all out of pocket oh just like making them feel really shitty for for mm-hmm. going to the doctor and i mean in your case it's not the same situation but it's like you yeah. you go to the trouble of going there and then you have to work more and put up your guard more and it's just utterly exhausting like when's the payoff i was afraid when you started the story just saying like going to yeah like a regular like practitioner or whatever because i just know so much stuff about that yeah where they're going to be like (laughs) why aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing or i don't believe that whatever you're experiencing is real and it's just it feels like it's so much of you convincing them like i'm actually here for a reason i did what i could (laughs) exactly i'm glad you're seeing a new therapist though yeah I, I wasn't feeling great about the last session, but, you know, good enough to keep going, so How we'll many see. tries do you give it before calling it quits? Uh, it depends on the person. If they're terrible, then I can maybe convince myself into two, just in case it was yeah. a horrible day. Yeah, I usually give it two, minimum. Yeah, I have had some where I'm just kind of like, mm. <laughs> no. The vibe is off. We're, we're a big nope. <laughs> yeah. I've had some where it feels like everything isn't perfect, but, like, therapy's supposed to be perfect. So sometimes I think, like, it's something that I can learn to forgive, and then, you know, after a month or two, then you realize, like, well, yeah, no, actually, that's worse. <laughs> yeah. That's, that makes everything worse, and it really isn't doing me any good. <laughs> yeah. It, I try not to think of it as wasted time when they don't work out, because, like, I learned something new about myself, at least. Uh, yeah. Like, what kind of therapist I don't want. And then sometimes it, it does take a few months before you click before you make any progress like it's a lot of work to give your whole life story to a brand new person no matter how many times you've Mm -hmm. told it and like one I had to quit with I had her for a couple years and I really just had to step back because I realized she was too nice oh yeah I had one like that (laughs) too she never did any digging she didn't like to get 
her hands dirty. Yeah, it was like, this one was very nice. She was interested in what I had to say, but, you know, she I don't think she understood that I minimize a lot. So, you know, if I try and put a positive spin on something, like 100% not believing it, then, you know, she just take that at face value and be like, oh, well, that's good. Tell me <laughs> more about that minimizing thing. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking notes here. Yeah, I mean, that is just my life. That can be mental health. That can be physical health. I just, I don't want to be a burden to anyone. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it was so hard of you, like, when you were going through that rough time and you had to eventually go to the psych ward, like, that, uh-huh. that whole ha- thing happened because you asked someone to talk to you. And that exactly. is the hardest thing to do. And that's just kind of, is another example of feeling like you're being punished for seeking mm-hmm. help like sorry i tried to help myself <laughs> yeah i know it's depressing but it's, it's actually been a huge theme in my life and my conversations lately with so many people i know i'm just so fucking sick of it like why <laughs> is it so hard so going on that how are you at how, are uh, you at? how am i at <laughs> i was gonna say how are you doing that i remembered midway through that we were calling it where are you at <laughs> how am i at how are you at <laughs> why am i at why i at (laughs) why are you doing (laughs) i don't fucking know the answer to any of those questions um i'm feeling generally okay Mm -hmm. honestly things have been pretty stable i'm going to a family function this weekend which is why we're recording on a thursday um and the last time i saw these relatives was in march in florida for a family wedding um i talked about it on another regret episode (laughs) i can't talk (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I talked about it on an episode called Getting Back to My Regretful Roots. <laughs> nice. And Carolyn and Ginger Lou appear on mm-hmm. that one as well. Anyway, I realized that since I had seen these relatives, nothing terribly life-altering or traumatic has happened to me. <laughs> well, that's good. It's a weird feeling. I know. I mean, I meant that seriously because I've known people where I just feel like, wow, I've just kind of lived life. <laughs> what even is that? It's like, surprising, yeah. Because usually I, I go years without seeing family. Uh, I was on the other mm-hmm. side of the country for a while. And, you know, every time I saw them, I would be in a new relationship, in a new state, new job, new breakdown, like yeah. whatever. And so... <laughs> new relationship, new breakdown. New breakdown, yeah. And so now I'm just like, I'm really happy to, to be boring right now. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to work on art more this week mm-hmm. because I noticed that the days that I do it they go by faster for one thing which like yes. time always drags for me that's why a, a huge factor to my bulimia and like my alcohol use was just oh I understand boredom yeah like time just drags on and I'm really it's hard for me to relax without mm-hmm. drugs that's something I struggle with but I've been doing a lot of art uh and that's been fun looking forward to yeah when I get into my new place and get set up I do want to have a room that is a well probably going to be a music room slash craft room but I'm excited about the craft room part yes so I can start doing fun things <gasps> I want to craft in your craft room yes I'm hoping and I don't know if I'll have it by the time you get here but one thing I'm hoping to do is to like go to like a thrift store and pick up like a really cheap sewing machine and just kind of like teach myself how to sew shit. That is so bad. I always wanted to. Yeah. What do you want to sew? I have no idea. I did. My mom's pretty good at sewing. So okay. I did once like when I was 22 or something that I borrowed her sewing machine for a while. She taught me some basic things and I have a dress that I have 
almost completed. I basically just need to like pin it up and sew the hem. Oh my god. I wonder if sewing my own clothes would be better or worse for my body dysmorphia. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. I mean, it doesn't have a size. That's true. What a concept. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, if you think about it, it's kind of fucked up that... Uh, I don't want to get into this tangent. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I can, I can say something to it. Just where you were going is that's what I was thinking. Like, oh my god, I know. I was looking on um, ThreadUp a couple of weeks ago. Oh, because, I love that. Yeah, because I needed some new jeans, and because they they give the physical measurements that like somebody took of them just laying there. Mm-hmm. Then I was comparing, like, it took me a while to realize in my head that I was just kind of like, oh, let me figure out, like, which ones, like, the measurements look like they'll fit me, but, you know, like, if they're, like, size X minus 2 versus size X. <laughs> so, I'm like, I want to wear the smaller size, even though my measurements oh my are God. probably the same. Our brains are so fucking weird. And, yeah, and then I stopped letting, I was like, what the hell are you even thinking? Oh, kitty! <laughs> what? Was that thing? Wasn't one of mine. Oh my god, he's on the other side of the door. I'm so shocked you could hear that. Oh wow. I, it <laughs> I sounded did. like he was right next to me, but the door's still closed. I wouldn't oh. let him in here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that causes too much trouble. That is a great segue into our topic. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that tie into our 100th episode that we just wanted to kind of wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Faye, shut up. <laughs> Oh, oh God. <laughs> After you said that, the response really sounded like he heard you. He's like, oh. Okay, pull up. Let's play the voicemail. Let's play the lost voicemail first. Okay. So, so you explain it while I go let Fang in. I'm just going to have him in here because he's going to be crying otherwise. Okay. So on our Instagram, which I pay way less attention to, but, um, you know, my, my Instagram handles are friends with our Instagram, which is good at least. Then I saw that a friend of mine said, am I too late to send in a voicemail? And she's like, oh, I guess I am. But I had not even realized that she, um, she's on, okay, (laughs) I'm just finishing up. She, she's on some, um, some social media platforms and things where I have advertised. I started doing this podcast, but she's never responded that she listened or anything like that. So I was surprised to hear she sent in a voicemail and also kind of excited because I was like, that's one of my people. (laughs) We didn't have one of those. No, we had some. Well, we didn't have any that only listened because... Well, because of you. Well, Vicky. I was going to say, except for our commenter that was not a voicemail. That's Correct. Yes. But yeah, um, I'm excited to hear Heather's voicemail. Me too. Like I said, I didn't even realize she's been listening. All right. Ready? Yep. Well, shit, I think that I'm too late to be on the 100th episode, but um, my name is Heather, and I've been meaning to stop and do this, and it's an appreciation recording, but I never have, like, the headspace or the time, and I'm going through a whole lot of shit, so it just keeps taking the back burner, but I wanted to say that I really appreciate the podcast, um, and Lauren and Christina, I know Lauren from way back in the day <laughs> from message boards yep. um, pertaining to mental health, eating disorders, etc. Nice. And um, she's super cool. I actually met her in person one time in Chicago. So right. we go way back. Um, I began listening to Pickles and Vodka whenever Lauren posted about it on Facebook, being a co-host. 
and um, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's comforting. It makes me. Don't worry. She got cut off. But... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so I got cut off. Um, but I think what I was saying is it feels comforting and it's very relatable. Uh, makes me feel less alone uh, with all the freaking day-to-day muck and mud struggles. Um, I appreciate y'all talking about stuff. And um, I'm glad that I found it. And happy 100th episode. Yay. Bye. Oh, my God. Hi! I know. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That is, ah, I just, that makes me so happy. It's also kind of surreal when I hear that people listen that I didn't force to listen. I mean, I kind of did because I posted it, but like I said, I didn't realize and I was like, oh, you've just been silently listening and enjoying it. That makes me feel so happy. Yeah, if you're silently listening and enjoying it, first of all, thank you. Uh, You should rate us on whatever platform you're using. You don't have to talk to us if you don't want to. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) No. But yeah, we really appreciate it. And also, I am wearing a Chicago sweatshirt as we speak. Nice. I just love a Midwestern accent. It's my favorite thing in the world. Well, hers wasn't a Midwestern accent. It wasn't? No, she's, um, I'm sorry if I get this wrong. I'm pretty sure she's from Georgia. Georgia? Yeah. I'm like, she's definitely South. I mean, she's I also south. love a Southern accent. I've lived in Chicago and in Texas, and so they yeah, both she... bring me comfort. She just traveled to Chicago when I lived there, so that's where we met, but that's not where she's from. <laughs> I love that. That's like OG message board shit, mm-hmm. you know? We've talked about yeah. it before, that that culture that has... It's still around if you know where to look for it, but it's not like what it used to be in the heyday. Yeah, actually last weekend, and this is why I got my friend Vicky's comments and everything last episode, her and I went back to Chicago to see another friend, and all three of us met through Live Journal. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still follow like two people that I met on Live Journal. We have been friends basically for 20 years at this point. Isn't because that that's wild? when we met on Live Journal. I know. I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would be like for our parents. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. let's see, my mom was a teenager in the 70s. How did they, I mean, between the 70s and the 90s, there like, wasn't I, a lot of big changes, right? Like, yeah, people just wrote I, letters and shit. So I was thinking, I don't know how far back this kind of thing goes. I know when I was a kid in school, then there would be programs every once in a while where it was like, you can get a pen pal and you can write letters. I had a few pen pals, actually. So did I. I loved it. <laughs> We should bring it back. Oh, by the way, (laughs) I have some pickles and vodka stickers that I ordered a while back as Mm -hmm. like a limited run. Yeah. And I was thinking, this is like a a far out teaser, y'all, but I was thinking (laughs) for the Hot and Spicy Pickle Awards this year when we're in person, Mm -hmm. we should do like a a raffle or something to get like, we should just give free shit away and do it on camera. Yes. Is what I'm saying. I was gonna say, we, we should come up with more than that so that we yeah. can have, we have prizes. Yes. Well, like I said, it's, this is a far out teaser, but uh, yeah. if you have any ideas, let us know. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want? want pickles and vodka stickers? I bet you do. What should we even do when we're recording live? It's like right? the only time we'll be in person. I don't want to waste it. No. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm really bad at staying focused tonight. Oh, that's all right. Heather's voicemail. <laughs> yes. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say about it. I'm sorry you're going through such a rough time. 
Heather. Yeah, I mean, I know a little more about that, but I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not my place. It just I'm really grateful that you took the time to do that. Like you can, mm-hmm. I know you kept apologizing and saying sorry it was late, but the fact that you did it at all, like that is above and beyond, truly. Like, don't apologize. We don't expect anything from you listeners. I know we like to bug you a lot on social media. But But it's just because it makes us so excited when we get any response. (laughs) That's what I feel like. It really does. Any shred of human connection. Isn't that why we're making this thing? Basically. I want to play uh, an audio journal that I made after the 100th episode came out because it ties in perfectly to all of the cat content. <laughs> oh my god, he meowed. Did you hear that? Right on cue. Right yes. on cue. So, um, first of all, I need to preface this by saying I don't want it to come across as like I'm mad at you. Me? Because okay, so I talk about <laughs> that we should just this is like the elephant in the room. Uh-huh. All the cat noises in our hundredth episode. Oh, there were, it was just like a lot of jingling and I tried to fix it, but like, I'm breaking the number one rule that people always tell me when I ask for podcasting advice, which <laughs> mm-hmm. is never talk about your mistakes, like never bring attention to them. Oh. But my anxiety won't let me do that. <laughs> so by bringing it up, I'm, in some ways I'm like soothing my own anxiety, but also it kind of starts a whole conversation about my perfectionism and like perfectionism in general yeah no definitely hearing that one back i was like fucking shit cat (laughs) yeah so i just wanted to say beforehand that i'm not mad at you i'm not mad at like i like how the podcast turned out i just yeah and i'm trying to be more honest on this podcast i said in the last episode like i feel like i don't i I keep i don't know i'm just afraid of hurting people's feelings making people i understand i always feel that way (laughs) all right shut up christina let's just play it yeah Last night, I published the 100th episode of Pickles and Vodka, and it's an incredible accomplishment. I had so much fun recording it with Lauren, and there's a lot to be grateful for and a lot to be proud of, but all I can think about are the fucking cat noises in the background, and I I cut out so much that, oh, see, Fang is scratching in the background as I'm making this. Amazing. Thank you, Fang. Um, Like, I I did what I could, but it's still there. It's still obvious. I'm sure we'll laugh about it on a future episode. And I know that people don't really care, but they deserve better. Like, I'm always trying to be better, but for whom? Like, am am I really doing it for the listeners or am I doing it because I don't want to be associated with a subpar product? And if I am, then what's the worst that can happen? Someone listens to that and they tell everyone they know not that that I suck, not only as an editor, but just as a person. And then word gets around to the people I love and they all shun me. Like, no, that's not going to fucking happen. I, I think I just need to accept that it is imperfect and move the fuck on. But that's easier said than done. I think I need to think about the great things of that episode, the amazing conversations we had, the love that was shown, the love that we both felt, the love that I'm still feeling now that I would feel even more if I could just get past these little nagging imperfections. All right. What do you think? Are you... 
I know I agree a lot because I do know when I listened to it myself, then, I mean, you'd said something. So, of course, I, like, I could have, like, the point not is noticed the it. But it, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. of course, in the beginning that was ha- that happened. And then I knew I got to a point where, you know, it's it's like in the Blues Brothers where, like, how often does the train go by? You say, oh, so often it doesn't even, you don't even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it came full circle and, like, I noticed it again. And I was like, God damn it, people. <laughs> and I felt the same way, too, as I was just like, really? This has to happen throughout, like, the hundredth episode? And then when you were talking, I thought about that. Like, yeah, we just, like, made it like this paragon. I mean, it's cool. It's an accomplishment. But does that mean, like... The 84th episode was just kind of, you know, filler. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's it's just a number, truly. Honestly, I think it would be healthier if I just, I, if I didn't listen to them as much after I put them out there. <laughs> Possibly. Um, but yeah, it, it's not a big deal. And the, the whole issue is not the cat in the background. It's just like, why am I so upset about this? Why am I angry at myself? Like, cause yeah. I was like, oh, I should have said something when I noticed it initially or like, uh, I don't know. Do you feel this way with stuff? I have to ask, because I feel a little bit crazy. If I say yes, does that mean I'm crazy too? I mean, we've established we're both crazy, so. That's true. It's kind of a pointless <laughs> It's not a surprise. Um, but but yeah, that's that's why, yeah, I was, I was trying to tell you that it was like, it wasn't blaming either way when, when I was noticing it too. That's where I was feeling just like, oh... That just negates the fact that we did this cool 100th episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't really. It just means that my cat's a shit. Yeah, and, and it's genuine. At the end of the day, that is more important than being technically polished. Yeah. What is better for a podcast that like prides themselves on not striving for perfectionists or allowing the imperfections to happen than possibly having like a 65th episode that is perfectly edited and no extra sound gets in anywhere. But our 100th, where we're talking about everything else, has my stupid-ass cat batting at my window shades for the whole time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, the memories we make along the way, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I wanted to talk about perfectionism because... On one hand, like, yes, imperfections are a part of life, but you still want to try to be better. Like, yes, you know, it can be applied to any sort of situation, but we'll stick to the podcast analogy. I know that the listeners accept us no matter what, and that if cat noises get in, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But does that mean I should just, like, not edit anything at all and just... Right. You know what I mean? And it's like that with life, too. Like, where do you draw the line between self-improvement and perfectionism? You don't have to let it, like, ruin ruin your week or anything that this happened. But also, yeah, like you said, it doesn't mean just like, eh, whatever, I'll just let noises go. (laughs) Who fucking cares? We're all gonna die. (laughs) Now, listening to you now, I I, I get the feeling that you're, like not as much of a perfectionist but I, 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 feel, I suspect that that's not true either maybe in different ways I never labeled myself a perfectionist but the main reason for that is because I was going by really like old school ideas I was like oh my place that I live in doesn't always have to be perfectly clean and organized and well no shit that's usually because I'm so like stuck in depression i haven't managed to clean the place in two months i mean i don't really know anyone whose place is super tidy all Mm -hmm. the time but also i expect Uh, my mom 
Well, my mom too. It's almost <laughs> okay. like you have the same mom. Almost. But it's like, I, I put that pressure on myself to have things tidy all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, part of it is because, like, if I die, I want whoever comes into my house to have it clean. <gasps> That's true. I think of that. I mean, I, it doesn't need to be immaculate, but I do just think, like, oh my God, if I had, like, this big mess in my kitchen that I said I'll clean up in a week, but then I die today, <laughs> they're going to come in and be like, gross. Yeah, I want people to be able to find what they need to find. This is totally out of order, but we're going to be talking about death on the next episode in honor of the Mm -hmm. spooky season. So be on the lookout for that. If uh, we're going to put out a pickle poll, yeah. Uh, By the time this comes out, it will the pickle poll will be out there. So if you have any thoughts about death, (laughs) so I was going to say pickle poll TBD, but it's going to be about death. (laughs) It's going to be about death. Yes, and if you're listening to this and you've already seen it, sorry. That's just how t- that's how podcasts work. I don't. Yeah. I can't control it. It just happens. It's just how the pickle snaps. <laughs> it's just how the vodka slides. <laughs> uh, do you do you not have anything else to say about perfectionism? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think because yeah, like I said, I've learned that I'm more of a perfectionist in ways that I didn't think. I mean. Some of it I know almost borders on an OCD sort of thing, but it's not quite that either. I kind of freak out if there's even rounded numbers in things. Like my alarm can never be set for like 7 o'clock or 7.15. I have to set it for like 7.06. I'm that way with the volume on music. It has to be um, a multiple of five. (laughs) That's not OCD either. But it is very, you know, like, it will get in my head if it's not what I want. So that's why it feels, yeah, almost closer to a perfectionism. I always wondered if that happened to other people. Like, how many of us do that? I know, I know a lot. And I also recognize that I feel like in work a lot, because I have a lot of problems delegating or letting go of my projects. And that's a big thing, yeah, is, like, you're not going to do it exactly how I do it. Yeah. (laughs) And I can't handle that. Yeah. I mean, any sort of collaboration can be tricky. I mean, this podcast, it, not to just be talking about ourselves all the time, God. But, um, you know, I've been doing it by myself for so long. So getting a co-host has been an exercise in collaboration for both of us, like planning mm-hmm. all this stuff, which obviously we're still working on. We yeah. will always be working on. It's an imperfect <laughs> podcast. Uh, but yeah, I, I've noticed a, I'm, I'm very particular a lot of stuff with work, with the podcast and letting go and just telling yourself there will always be another project. Like my dad always said something yeah. to me in college that I still say today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better than good. It's done. Oh, and okay. it's like sometimes it's not your best work, but you just got to put it out there and move on to the next. It's not worth agonizing over. Yeah. It's saying, look, this is finished on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard when you feel like no matter what you do, it could always be a little bit better. Yes. Oh, I have trouble. Oh, that's another thing, yeah, that I think probably plays in is I have a really big problem making decisions because I'm afraid that I'm not making the perfect decision. Like if I have to decide between like the kind of question that would absolutely destroy me is if I'm putting a total hypothetical thing together, like Say I have some sort of like presentation or something I'm doing and someone says, pick the perfect background song for this. Oh, that's your next project. Yeah, my brain immediately thinks of like, 
How many songs are in this world? How many songs have I heard in this world? Do you know how many crazy amount that is? I mean, I could listen to like 20 and come up with the best, but then for the rest of my life, I'm going to keep hearing things and be like, that one was better. That one was yep. better. I made the wrong decision. Oh yeah. Because I didn't listen to every single song that I've ever heard in my life before I decided what was the best option. Pull the plug. We need to start over with this song now. But that project's been done for two years. I said do exactly. it. Exactly. It could be better. It's like, I, I finally got through my entire, you know, 10,000 iTunes list, and I realized that number 9,640 was better. Yeah, I find myself doing that with stuff that doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like outfits. I'll be at yeah. work, and I'll be like, damn it, I should have worn that other shirt. I mean, my partner makes fun of me because I change, like, three times still at the age of 30 before leaving the house every day, and I still, <laughs> like, it, it's bad. It, I, it's mm-hmm. like, what am I trying to prove? I, I don't do a lot of, like, social, I mean, everyone kind of stopped doing anything social, and I feel like we're sort of getting back into that, and... Ugh, yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm not a person that did a whole lot anyways, so I very rarely have a social engagement anytime recently and I feel like if I do especially if I have more time to plan it we say like oh we're gonna do something you know three days from now then my head is instantly what clothes am I gonna wear what jewelry will go with that what makeup will I use (laughs) we talk about eating disorders a lot on this podcast because we have both struggled with eating disorders for over a decade and it's very (laughs) relevant to our experiences and I think the topic of perfectionism has some obvious ties to eating disorders I mean yes wanting whatever perfect quote-unquote image of your body or you're trying to achieve or maybe you're not doing it for aesthetic reasons like you're just punishing yourself I don't know it's never enough like you have this image of what you want and it's never enough I mean I know eating disorders like a lot of it manifests itself as like attention to detail Mm -hmm. and so I I would fixate on my makeup for hours I Mm -hmm. still do but to a lesser extent like when I was at my sickest I would just put so much time and effort into looking perfect and I the ironic thing is I don't really have that many pictures from that time because I hated pictures of myself. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, one of the, I felt like <laughs> one of the most dangerous things is, you know, when I was in like my early 20s, I would say is when digital cameras started becoming popular. Oh, yeah. You know, this is before like cell phones really had cameras or cameras worth speaking about. Point so, and yeah, shoots. Yes, you got the digital camera, and then, yeah, you could look at it, and you could delete them, and, you know, if I was going to take a picture of myself for something, then I could take a hundred, and then I could delete them all and say I got to take 50 more (laughs) before I find one I like. Yeah, I, oh, that must have been truly wild, because when I was growing up, like, I'm, there's like a 10-year difference here, and so Mm -hmm. I, we had phones, with cameras. So yeah, your, yeah, your phone we, cameras didn't suck. You didn't have to go through that part. <laughs> with that said, like, I did get access to technology later than a lot of my peers. So like, I remember the first point and shoot I got at like 16. And yeah, you can have endless photos on there. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it can be kind of toxic <laughs> though. I can't imagine like, oh yeah, being a teenager and having that technology just all at once out of nowhere yeah (laughs) it's a lot didn't you say you had a journal entry you wanted to read yeah so I was gonna say if if you're ready I actually have two because I found a journal let's see it goes from January 2019 to we wanted to read a journal because um several of our listeners said they enjoyed the journal segments in past episodes 
And so we decided we wanted to incorporate more of our journals into the episode. I can really relate it back to perfectionism, so I, I think it fits in really well. That's why I was yeah thinking, like, maybe it's time to read this. Yeah, <laughs> let's read it. Especially, you'll, I think you'll understand when I say, like, this is a time where I would get the, the kind of, you know, like, hardcover journal books with the lined pages. And I felt like when I ended one that I had to kind of, like, reflect on where I was and what my plans were for the next one. And, you know, my first entry had to be a big, like, okay, you know, this is what I plan to do here. Yeah. So so I'm actually going to read the last entry first and then the first one. What year is this from again? Um, first, I'm reading September 27th, 2011. So I would have just turned 31. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. It's the end of this book. At least there's no monster at the end of the book. (laughs) Unless you count me. Ah, I got him. And the end of anything good that I had going in my life. I was thinking on the way home. So what did I do with myself over my four plus years here? Four and a half, really. This is in Chicago, by the way. Dated a few dudes, made some friends, got a real job that I actually enjoyed. And then one by one, watched as they all slipped away and left me. Now I'm left wondering when to take the pills and hoping that two does the trick. This was Xanax, by the way. Mm. (laughs) I feel like at 712, number thing, just because of my weird obsession with the number. The sad thing is that I have such a limited supply. But here we go on the last page. So where was this book's journey then? If I had to take a stab at it, I'd say it took me from mildly dissatisfied with things, but not completely without hope for something better. To full-on crazy town. <laughs> Last talked to friends named Redacted, color K, at all on Thursday. I mean, no texts or anything since then. I want to try and stay away from the Twitters for as long as I can, and just not answer her and just be nothing. Partly just to see if she actually cares, and to stay out of her hair, because I'm don't, not sure that she does. And partly because if I do try to explain anything to her, I feel like I know what I'll get. That cheery, saccharine, well, this time you'll find something better, or you just gotta get out there and start looking. And then I'll be left feeling like I'm disappointing her too. That, on top of disappointing my mom, and my dad, and everyone I talk to at work who actually has drive and ambition, and myself. I feel like I started this as a rough work in progress, and way to go me. I ended it as nothing but a failure. Oh my god, that's so depressing. That is, yeah, that was September 2011, and two and a half years before that, on January 24th, 2009, then I started this book saying, so this is it. I have two new journals to write in. The last one took me from Bloomfield Hills to a brief stop in Bay City and through several stops along the way in Chicago to now. Now I feel like I have the base of my life set. I have my job. I'm here, I have a place on my own, though I'm more than ready for something bigger and better, and I even have a few friends and such to do things with. Next on the agenda are Better Body, at least a few dates that show promise, and a one-bedroom apartment. Oh, it hurts. Uh-huh. It hurts because it's so relatable. I, I read it that way because I also read the last entry first when I found this journal just mm. recently. And yeah, like, I feel like the depressive side was really familiar. That one didn't surprise me a whole lot. But going back and seeing like, wow, I said all these things for myself and I have hope. And then realizing I just ended up with none of them happen and I suck. I mean, there's a few things there. Like, I can tell you're a hopeful person 
at the mm-hmm. beginning. Like, you want things for yourself. And I don't know. I don't see it as a failure. No. I mean, okay, how do you feel about it? Like, I'm really curious how you feel about it 11 years later. What are your thoughts toward your younger self? The one who wrote the last entry who thought she was a failure. Like, what would you say? For one thing, that was why I felt like it fed into the whole idea of talking about perfectionism because I realized that in the first one, I just, I set these goals for myself and it sounds like in the end, my life was not exactly how I said I wanted it to go back in the beginning of that book. So that's why I said, like, I feel like a failure. It's it's sad because like, there's no guarantee that that's not going to happen again. Yeah, and it really could just be, I feel like, things went different. It's not necessarily a failure. It's just saying, I thought that, you know, I want this, this, and this to happen next, and they didn't, but other things happened. That's the thing. Everyone's experience is so different, and the the existence of the word perfectionism implies that there is something perfect that's, like, the top that is the same for everyone, but yes. it's not like that at all. Like, my perfect could be way different than your perfect, and your perfect might be half as good as someone else's perfect. You know, it just, you, you it, it is always changing. I mean, it might have taken me a really long time to say this, because I do know right now, as, as of, I would say, maybe six months ago at the most, that I got into a good place as far as employment, like, I'm not doing like my dream job, but I'm not doing something I hate. I have a good environment. I actually feel financially secure for the first time in my entire life. And so, you know, like I complained so much about losing my job at the end of that one and having no direction. And I'm just kind of like, it's it's the thing you don't want to hear then. You don't want people to be like, oh, well, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, like now that I am there, I feel like I can look back and just be like, well, maybe that's how it had to go just so I could get where I am now. I always like to say things don't happen for a reason. Like I think I really do think everything is random, but yeah. I I think you can assign reason to anything. That makes better sense cuz yeah, I, I do not like that everything yeah. happens for a reason. You can take anything and use it to grow and you know, yeah. sometimes truly terrible random things happen and there's nothing good about it at all, but like yeah. it happened yeah. and I mean, yeah, looking back at all the things that I went through, it's like I am in a good place now because I went through all that stuff Mm -hmm. and at the time I thought I was a failure and I still like go through periods where I compare myself to other people of course and I'm not where I want to be but I don't know I'm I'm not giving up on getting better but I'm also happy where I am and I don't want to push myself to unrealistic standards yeah and I do feel like when you talk about, yeah, like recently how things have gone with you, then I always, yeah, just kind of like, I think, and I'm just nodding in agreement because I'm like, yeah, I had a front row seat for all that. So oh, I saw yeah. the recent. <laughs> it's so wild because like, how long have we been following each other? Three years? Yeah, because I, I feel like you were one of the first people, which that sounds about when I came on. And um... we met on this obscure social media app for people with eating disorders, among other things. Funny enough, I joined that one because the one Heather talked about finally went kaput. I figured that was the case. <laughs> and I needed my friends. Yeah, yes. <laughs> these underground online communities have always existed. Uh, but that's how I met Lauren. And so, yeah. and the reason that I was on there was because I was going through a really rough time, as many of us were slash are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you did get a front row seat, didn't you? 
<laughs> I'm trying to be, like, I want to be as open on the podcast as I am in, like, an online community. It's a little easier for me because, like I keep saying, I don't tell any family about this. <laughs> it's almost having the opposite effect, though. Like, speaking of perfectionism, what about this concept? I, I feel like I need to be fucked up on the podcast. That's like, oh. that's like, I, I feel a perfectionism about being, like, having fucked up shit to talk about. And if I don't have enough fucked up shit to talk about, I feel like it's not enough. I think I relate to that one a lot. And that is because, like I said, there's, I filtered out a lot of people. So I feel like I don't have to put on the show for people that I don't want to hear it. So for me, it's like people that I know understand in my life. Also, all of these just like in the in the netherworld or whatever (laughs) Christina has been talking to. I'm like, you don't know me. You just know she brought on another fucked up co-host. So let me prove it. (laughs) Yeah. Let us talk about ourselves for an hour and give us good reviews. Yes. So yeah, they're crazy, but I like they're crazy. <laughs> we like our crazy listeners, too. That's true. I, I, I say that I don't like to use the word crazy, but I've been using it more and more lately. I've been, like, taking it back, if you will. That's how I feel. I love that. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you all like using the word crazy or not? Let us know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm kind of at a loss. I just had my one little journal thing, so we gotta we gotta work tomorrow. We're yeah, we're working girls. You caught us in the middle of our real lives, (laughs) right? Yeah, I don't have a pickle palate cleanser for this week, but I think that's Mm -hmm. okay. We deserve a week off. We just put out a hundredth episode. Our lives are so (laughs) hard. We work so hard for you. That's right. Give us a break. Did you know that I have been tweeting like twice a week? Yes. All right, everyone, drop what you're doing right now. You heard it. Twice a week. You can catch our tweets. And by ours, I mean Lauren's tweets. Uh, (laughs) Our Twitter is at Pickles Vodka. Mm -hmm. No and. No and. Everything else is Pickles and Vodka podcast, but our Twitter is Pickles Vodka. Lauren is over there tweeting twice a week. It's hot stuff. I make stuff. the supreme sacrifice of putting together two tweets in an entire week. That's, a, <laughs> we, there's no end to what we won't do to you, for you. <laughs> <laughs> or to you. <laughs> I need to get in bed. Uh, goodbye, okay. everybody. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to answer the pickle poll about death. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>